Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh. Listen, I'm having a hotel brew, and I can tell you for one, there is nothing more disappointing in the world than a cup of tea made with long-life milk that comes in one of those little tiny thingamajiggies, and an individually wrapped tea bag. Depressing, isn't it? That's my life. On the front of this, this says everyday tea, rich and full-bodied. Fucking chance to be a fine thing. Hello and welcome to After the Tone, which this week has been recorded live <laughs> from my hotel room in Bristol. How is anything recorded unlive? You know when people are like, it's been recorded live. I mean, everything's live, isn't it? Nothing's going to be unlive. Anyway, now, if you don't know what Bristol is, lucky you. Uh, essentially, it's a place in like the west bit of Englandshire where white people have made a whole city for themselves, uh, largely based on fire poi dreadlocks. And, well, everyone still thinks that drum and bass is quite edgy here. It's quite the place. Um, I'm here because I'm back on tour. Yeah, I mean, I'm just as surprised as you. Um, I've started making work for people who are desperate to be entertained, which honestly is quite sad for them. But for me, you know, it's money for old rope. So I'll keep my mouth shut. Definitely you should give show business a go because it's essentially it's quite an elaborate pyramid scheme. Uh, As ever, I will be your trusted friend. (laughs) Very loose definition of the word friend, I think. I might turn against you if it takes my liking. Uh, as ever, I will be a trusted friend for the next 40 minutes. My name is Scotty, and you lot, the general public, um, you've left a series of messages for me on the ATT burner phone about, well, I mean, about whatever you fucking fancy, because there's no set agenda. It's just a bit of a laugh. And come on, let's be honest, there might be a bit of a cry, because you lot can be very depressing at times. <laughs> 
you know, as lovely as you all are. My God, aren't you a fucking depression shower? But, you know, we all make it out on the other side, just about. Um, Shout out to my mates, Deb, Tim, Maya and Kat, who help make this thing happen and make me sound coherent. (laughs) Well, actually, if their job was to make me sound coherent, they should definitely all fucking get the sack. Um, One thing I wanted to mention is you might hear us talk about long-time lurkers and first-time callers and weirdos and community centres and landladies. Listen, don't worry. There's not a glossary. You will pick it up. you just got to keep listening. Right, producer Deb, I've got up at the crack of dawn for this, so you better make it a good one. Otherwise, you, my friend, Debbie, I'm talking to you in the corner. Listen, I know you like to follow me around. I know you're here. Stop hiding behind that sofa. It's weird, isn't it? She doesn't get out much, bless her. Hi, my name's Sasha, long-time listener, first-time caller. And basically, I just really, really love the podcast and thought everybody at the pub might like a bit of absolute scandal and gossip from my weekend. I went to a wedding. It was a long-term family friend's wedding, second marriage. All the aunties are already a bit judgy, you know what I mean? But it got to the after party, you know, with all the speeches and everything. And the groom stood up to do this really, really lovely speech. It was so heartfelt and beautiful. We were all crying a bit. And then when he was finishing the speech and was supposed to say, I love you, Nicola, said, I love you, Karen. Karen being the name of his ex-wife, mother of his children. The whole the whole room looked like somebody had died. Everybody's mouths were hanging open. It was literally the most horrendous thing I've ever seen. But yeah, hope you enjoy that. Just a bit of secondhand being mortified. <gasps> what a way to walk in this fucking room. That, that is possibly the best entrance we've ever had into the ATT pub. <gasps> Sersha, 10 points for you, please. Okay, first off, Sersha, n- notoriously spelt in the Irish language, Z-R-M-K-H. Great, welcome to the room. I love a bit of scandal and gossip. And that, my friend, that is a 10-pointer. <gasps> it's also just made so brilliant that it's a Karen. <laughs> I love you, Karen. (laughs) Sasha, you can stay a while, please. More of this, that there gossip. Hi, Scotty. Hi to all the team. Hi, everyone in the room. It's Fran here. How are you all doing? It's so nice to have the pod back, I have to say. I've definitely missed it. Just wanted to say that I have got my operation next week so if this makes it into the pod then um i will have had it by the time you are listening to this a little bit anxious and i know it's all good stuff but it'll obviously be quite triggering and kind of quite reminiscent of the miscarriage and stuff potentially and a good few weeks of recovery and yeah it just feels a little bit daunting like my mental health isn't that great i think i'm definitely quite depressed quite burnt out and just feeling a bit shitty and the prospect of isolating for a few days having surgery not really knowing what to expect and then being sort of stuck indoors for a few weeks really doesn't appeal anyway take care of yourselves everyone and don't be too hard on yourself
Oh, hi, lovely Fran here. Fran, here's Fran's back. Oh, isn't that lovely? FHFB. I'm having an operation now. Sorry, I didn't let everybody know, but Fran is having some of their absolute wonderful brilliance removed because, well, essentially they're more superior than the rest of us because they're so lovely. So um, I have asked an NHS doctor to remove some of it because I just feel that Fran should be on the same level as us. So good luck with the removal of how wonderful you are, um, just so that you can be like us mere mortals. Let us know how you get on, babe. Lovely to hear your voice. Hello, Scotty and everybody. It's Shane, by the way. I'm just listening to your new episode and I've had to pause it because I just feel like I've got to phone up and say to that person who's just said they're waiting for a family member to die before they can come out and be themselves. I just want to send a virtual hug. I want to make you a cup of tea and give you a hug because you must be absolutely exhausted having to carry all of that and deal with all of that. It's a lot. I haven't got any advice or anything. I just want to give you a massive cup of tea, Yorkshire tea biscuit brew with one of them Lotus biscuits dunked in it because they are a really good combination. Very comforting and a big hug. So I hope you're listening. I'm sending it you now. Oh, hi, Shane here. Listen, I might have to start getting a court injunction out on you. You know, here every week. Very keen. Very keen. No, no, no. Do you know what I love? I love it when people are, um, you know, they get really excited by it. It's just so lovely. Shane, it's so lovely to have you in the room. Honestly, I really like that we broke the seal. And haven't we just? You keep on, please, pausing the podcast, because that's the right thing to do. You hear something, put it on the pause, pick up the blower, steady, open up the WhatsApp if it's working. My God, what debacle that was. I forgot. When WhatsApp and Instagram went down this week, I was like, what do I do? What do I do? I just stared at my expensive rectangle for a long time, being like, I don't know what to do. Somebody message me. It's a very sad state of affairs. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Whispering can make you very coarse. Let me have a bit of brew. Speaking of which, Shanks, please. How dare you come in here and say that a lotus biscuit with a Yorkshire cup of tea is top tier? <gasps> You know when you think you know somebody? No, <laughs> me either. But you know when you think, surely, Shane sounds like a type of person that's got a bit of taste. Shane, you sound like somebody who knows what a gold bar is. How dare you say a lotus biscuit? I'm going to put this out to the room. Please tell me, everybody, what is your top tier of brew avec... Um, what's biscuit in French? Oh, let's look it up. Here we go. Biscuits in French. Ghetto. That's cake, you fucking lying cunt. Even I like pity ghetto. I think the internet's having me on. I think someone's put that there. I don't want to know how you say chocolate biscuit. Oh, God. Look, I've opened up a right old fucking debacle now. I just say biscuit in French. There's three ways to say it. I just want fucking one. Oh, do you know how you say it? Biscuit. you just got to say it sounding a bit like an arsehole. <laughs> If you want to get involved in the top tier biscuit chat, I'll tell you what you've got to do. Open up the WhatsApp and send us a voice note to 07882003420. Don't worry, I'll give that number out at the end of the show. Bye. Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. Hi, Maya. Hi, Tim and others who work on the podcast. My name's Ticho. 
a long-time lurker, giving the call a go. Today is Friday, so the day after the last episode was released. Yeah, it was one of your first callers that you played that um, made me think last year we had a the very first death in the family, my abuelita, or nanny, in Spanish, died. And uh, what hit me is that her anniversary is coming up, the, the anniversary of her death in less than two weeks, and I'm going through the motions. And um, unfortunately, my mum has still not been able to go to Chile and, you know, she she couldn't go to the funeral because of COVID. Chile's still a redless country and my mum's vulnerable, but I know that her legacy lives on. My abuelita was such a powerhouse. I mean, she, she was a communist. <laughs> she was a communist. She was a factory worker. She was a trade unionist. You know, she she kept people safe who were being persecuted by the military police, one of whom was actually my dad, under a clandestine name at the time. <laughs> and so when my mum eventually met my dad through through a different, you know, I think he owned a shop and they met through that. And when they introduced her, it was like, I know you, but I know you under a different name. And as it turns out that my, my legal name is actually my dad's clandestine name from when he was on the run in, during the dictatorship. So, yeah. A lot of history. Love to speak with you. Bye. Take care, everyone. That is a very good call. That is an ex. Well, first off, Ticho, welcome to the room. Buenos dias, mi amigo. Oh, wow. Wow. How exciting. I just want to say, how exciting is it to have, like, some communist nana in your lineage? Oh, wow. Good story. I feel like there's more there that you might want to divulge, Ticho. But, you know... Long-time listener, first-time caller, so welcome to the gang. Now, as avid listeners of the podcast will know, I lost my grandfather five years ago now, and that grief always stays with you. And, you know, I think I've spoken a lot on this podcast about the grief of a significant family member, particularly someone who holds position in the family. Like, it sounds like your nana was um, a matriarch and a communist, beautiful, political familial leader and those people the space that they hold and held doesn't dissipate it's still there you know the physical being might not be but what they taught us how they taught us to be and to continue and still remains within us so yeah that grieving process takes a long time I can tell you five years down the line it gets easier and softer but that comes with the luxury of being able to have said goodbye and um what weird times, you know, I think for me with death, very Catholic, <laughs> what I'm about to say here, but to have the wake and the funeral and that sort of closure, that ceremony, I think it does help. So here's hoping that we're able to get you over the way and um, start that process in as normal a way as we can in these weird times. Ticho, lovely. Thank you so much for like, sharing that because you know I love that when people come in the room and they just go here's my thing and it's uh, it's sore but I just thought I'd share it aren't we a lovely bunch hello Scotty and all the crew how are we Kara here long time no see no speak no smell yeah wow thought I'd check in the main reason to ring was right gather scone Jesus Christ you children 
Right, the guy named it, shamed it. It's Ariston and on and on. Ariston. You need to check it out. I've sent you a YouTube link. I think it's a 90-odd advert. It is a washing machine. It's products made by Ariston. They don't exist anymore. It was super avant-garde advert. The tune's almost craft-worky. Anywho, yeah, I wish I was in the back of the bus when that um, was a girl and the thing, because, yeah, I just wish I was on the back of the bus in situations like that to stand up for each other in the street. I've always had that fucking abrasionability, which is coming out in lots of gay toxic shame, but about passing as straight. And I've worked that privilege a lot. And I know I've masked, do you know what I mean? You switch the mask on to switch in. But also aware of the social currency that so-called masculinity or even just commonness can take out in the scene. But I realise now I'm talking through my therapy and dealing with a lot of this anger. And you know, you just presume it is, it's your life, isn't it? So it, you just presume that is the norm. But I realise what a sort of violent upbringing I've had and how violence is quite normalised in my house. And it was used as a certain language almost, you know. Um, and to the poor girl which is waiting for her family member to pass away before she comes out. I sort of relate to that. I'm still waiting for in my full-time care of mum, which is deteriorating quite fast and mental health-wise. So I really relate to just waiting for her to die so I can carry on my life that's with me and my own creativity, my own homosexuality, my own style, my own queerness in a box to fit in around the house and with the family. I'm doing it a lot less in the last five years, believe it or not. But still, I realise how much I just keep my mouth shut. So it's not alone, you know. I think it's all our own journeys. And, um, yeah, it was nice listening to you all back, actually. Me and the pubs all sounding like youngs and news. And just definitely feeling like an old fucking fart in the corner here. And Dallas, Debbie Downer. Everyone's winding me up. I'm burnt out. You know what I mean? Human beings, existence, everything. Except you locked down the pub. Do you know what I mean? I appreciate it. Mine's a Guinness at the moment. I'm drinking quite a lot. Stay strong, stay true, stay you lot. Oh, isn't it lovely to have you back? Kara's back. Oh, it's full ass tonight. Uh, oh, there you go. ATT bingo, I did a nice burp. Now, the amount of messages that I've had about this, oh, it's Gaviscon, oh, it's Ariston. Uh, I'll tell you what I could do with some Gaviscon and on and on now. Before we jump into this, I just want to do a little reminder. I know sometimes, look, we're lovely people. None of us here are full of malice. And I don't think anyone that ever comes on or makes it onto the programme is full of malice. You know, we have to edit a few fucking knobheads out. But that's what comes when you work with the general public, isn't it, Debbie? Still, I did be on that sofa. Bless her. But just a little ATT reminder, because we haven't done it in a few seasons, that we don't know people's gender in this room because um, we're just hearing people on the phone and they don't say oh hello my name is da-da-da, my pronouns are da-da-da. so um there was some gendering there and i understand where that comes from uh, the assumptions of that but i would prefer if we could try and be neutral um just because we don't know and gender can be quite hurtful to people can't it and i would just like this to be a place where we're all just people But, as I say, no malice behind that at all. I totally hear that. But, yeah, let's just put that back on the notice board, everybody. Thank you. The social currency of commonness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, if you are um, somebody who is posh and never encountered a common person before, or you don't have the desire of a common person, or you're not a big Mary, you might not understand what this means. In gayness, 
the object of desire often is the straight working class male. Some might say it's about the desire of the active oppressor. So like, you know, um, often when you're on the streets, it will be like working class blokes who will actively quite loudly take the piss out of you, shout things from white vans or scaffolding. And so the gays have translated this as the most brilliant way where they're like, okay, so now I fancy you. Oh, they're a wild bunch of people, aren't they? Yeah. So when you are a common old slag like myself, you do, like the Kerry saying here, we have this sort of currency that I guess is a bit like Bitcoin. It doesn't really exist, but it sort of exists. People don't really know what to do with it. And I have definitely experienced this, where people enjoy certain parts of my one for a better word, personality. I wouldn't say my commonness was part of my personality. It's just the way I am. But you definitely notice people enjoy it, or some people enjoy it. But you know you like with a decent partner when they're able to take the piss out of it and um, they recognise the social currency of the commonness, but it's not the thing that they're with you for. But that can be another head fuck as well when you're trying to navigate, you know, I've experienced this through fatness, when you find somebody who desires you and you can adopt traits because you've had sexual partners who are just desiring you for your fatness, that you can go into sexual relationships and new relationships thinking, this is my cultural asset, this is the thing, like the commonness, this is the thing that they want. And um, you meet good eggs who are just like, I couldn't care less what you look like. And that's a bit of a head fuck to get your head around. Um, yes, well documented that I, I also have lots of feels about masculinity and um, <laughs> you can buy my play bravado in most good bookshops. <sighs> yeah, the violence of masculinity, particularly working class masculinity. Oh, I mean, the carer, we could be here for 20 minutes, couldn't we, babe? But good on you for getting in the therapy because it is a fucking, oh, it's hard work. They don't ever tell you that about therapy. No one ever, you know, there's no none of those cultural cliches which are like, isn't therapy laborious? <laughs> that, did I say the right word? I think I did. Sometimes, like last week, I was waiting for therapy and I was waiting for it to load on the internet because I do it over the internet because it's cheaper. There's your first tip of the day. It might not be your first tip of the day. Hey! <laughs> and if you're doing just the tip, you're doing it wrong. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what a tangent that was, dear. Now, on the Zooms, I do the therapies on the Zooms. And sometimes I wait there and I think, I've got nothing to say, I don't want to do this. No, but why am I even here? No, I'm completely fine. And all it is is myself trying to coerce myself out of it. No one ever tells you that about therapy, do they? Everyone in therapy looks like they're fucking having a great time because they keep on fucking telling you about it. And that feels like a lovely time to have a half-time break. There you go. Uh, um, hello, and welcome to our friends in Japan. Moshimosh! I mean, technically you can't say moshimosh because this is not over the phone, but sort of is over the phone. Oh, you know what I mean. Konnichiwa! Ikutakimasu! Which, <laughs> which basically means enjoy your tea or thanks for my tea. Don't mind us being big in Japan, Huns. Uh, so, hi! Hello, people in Japan. That's lovely. And we give with one hand and we take with the other because there's also a letter of complaint. Oh, my God. Not another one. This person, Kitty, what a great name you've got. I'm really sorry, I'm going to butcher your name, but Kitty Mittelschumers. Kitty Mittelschumers. Schumers. Kitty Mittelschumers. Ah. Uh, Kitty says, 
Um, hello, who the F tried to erase and claim this as something to do with Gavascon? One in a million French think it's Treby and half a million Germans can't be wrong. It's Itali- from Italia to Britain, it's Avaston. I don't even know, even know that's how it went, but we'll we'll say it went like that. A letter of complaint there in full. So um, if you too would like to join in the conversation, if you've got anything to say about communist nans, cups of tea, what your curry order is, or anything you've just heard on the show, all you've got to do is open up the WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number. 0788 200 3420 And support us on the Patreon and get backstage access to more knobheads like you. And you know what's coming. Listen, it's a community space. We've got to keep the lights on. I've got to keep Debbie, Tim, Cat, and Maya fed with catnip. Okay? That's a lot of catnip. I also think you should buy me a decent brew. I can't spend my life drinking cups of tea out of semi-shit hotels in regional cities. Okay? So if you want a different life than me, you know what you've got to do. You've got to go over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Give us a fiver. Why not? If you're having a lovely time, put your hands in your fucking pocket, you lazy cunt. <laughs> if you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. <laughs> right, I think we should get on with the show because I'm having a lovely time. And listen, I don't want to keep on talking to you, cunts all day, because you're actually quite boring. Daddy in the ATT crew, it's Holly calling from North Carolina. I'm calling because of all this chat we've been doing about birthdays. I've also got a birthday coming up. Happy birthday, Scotty, by the way. Um, And I've had two separate people tell me that my birthday, my friends, tell me that my birthday is intimidating to them um, because I go so hard for other people's birthdays. I don't know. I've always kind of thought, you know, as an adult, we don't get a lot of reasons to celebrate um, and we kind of have to make those celebration points special for ourselves unlike when we were kids and you know in school or with our parents other people would do it for us so yeah I try to make my friends birthdays pretty special and remind them that they deserve to be you know celebrated for just existing but it has had this unintended consequence of making my birthday extremely intimidating uh, to the people who are close to me (laughs) and uh, I just wanted to to share that to share that I've accidentally um, created a terrible day for all my friends. And if you have any solutions, um, I mean, that don't involve dialing back on my friends' birthdays, um, let me know. And happy birthday. I wish you'd told me earlier. I would have sang to you. Okay, bye. Hi, Holly. Lovely to have you back in the room. You know how I feel about a call from North Carolina. I didn't know if you were driving this time. You said you always call when you were driving, which I thought was an utter lie, but apparently that's the truth. Usually I think you're on the beach with the dogs. Anyway, take a deep breath in now, Scotty. So you say your friends think your birthday's intimidating. I think there is a very easy way that we can get around this. Get new friends. Get new friends. They're obviously not committed enough, Holly. If I was there... Oh, we'd have a right off to do. I might even do a balloon drop. When I was a kid, I loved nothing more than on New Year's Eve. I'd hand make, because we were so... We were so poor. We were so poor in my day. We were so poor. Didn't have a net. So I made one out of string. <laughs> made a balloon net out of string. And it didn't work that well. So I had to put um, black bags in between some of the holes. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> and come midnight, 
I would pull it down and step on all the balloons. I think a little conversation with your friends about what they consider to be intimidating would be good because I imagine, Holly, you don't approach birthdays with this sense that it has to be capitalist because I think if a friend came along and they just took you for tea and they just showed you a picture they drilled of you or they wrote you a little poem or they made you a little film on their phone or they just spent some time with you, I imagine that would feel just as big as the to-dos that you do for them. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe maybe you are outright like, where are my things? Give me my fucking presents. <laughs> I'd like to imagine, though, Holly from North Carolina, through our bonding over the last few series, series that um, I think people get so in their heads that things have to have a cost when actually they just have to have a value. <gasps> that was really fucking profound. Hiya Scotty, hiya Deb, hiya Tim, hiya Maya, hiya Kat, it's uh, Nat here. Oh, I'm literally just mid halfway listening to your podcast, uh, so it's yeah Thursday afternoon, I've got therapy at one, so naturally I'm listening to you guys as part of my hair, uh, just getting my hat on straight, and fuck me Scotty, you got me in stitches when you're saying how boring it is to be normal, <laughs> because fuck me it is. Just been signed off work for fucking three weeks because I had another breakdown and I loved Farmer Joe's. Yeah, that's right. I know you're faggy nudist, but I'm going to call you Farmer Joe now um, because you are and um, you're a bit of a John Doe. Don't I, I don't actually know your name. Sorry. Um, but oh, I love the fact that loads of lurkers are piping up like, yes, please. We've been sitting here for a while in our little corner tables of the pub. So, yeah, cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers to the lurkers getting involved. Oh, fuck. What else was I going to say? Yeah, no, I would love to live vicariously through farmer joe's life so yeah man i want to hear i want to hear some more about your farming stories i live next door to a nature reserve and i pretend that like i'm one with nature and i listen to fucking gardeners question time and yes i also listen to a lot of radio 4 to pretend like i have intelligent friends but actually all my friends are actually at work and not mental like me so (laughs) i'm on my own <laughs> Nat, lovely to have you in the room. Yeah, isn't it lovely? All of these absolute fucking weirdos that come in at. I mean, I know, as you said, they've all been on your table, Nat, of course. So I, I hope you've kept them warm. <laughs> um what i really love about this is i think we need to get like an att bingo going on like one of those things is definitely going to be me burping because it happens every episode and honestly it's not forced it just happens i have a brew and god doesn't it repeat on me but i think another one should definitely be therapy because wow i think we've mentioned therapy quite a lot this week which i think clearly means that we are all completely fucking mental which I love. I get great solace in that. You know, there are other podcasts out there which are like, this is a podcast about mental health. This is a podcast about how to... And over here, we're just like, this is about being a complete fucking Fruit Loop. Okay, everybody? Okay? <laughs> and yes, it is fucking tiresome. They don't want to tell you that on the other podcasts. The other podcasts are like, go to bed, listen to some rain, and drink some lovely waters. Okay? And then you'll be less mental. No, I fucking won't. I fucking won't. Um, but it's nice to pretend by listening to the Radio 4 and living by the Nature Reserve that um, it helps. <laughs> Listen, 
you think Radio 4 sophisticated, I've got another thing coming for you. A fair few wedge of us who make this podcast have had dealings or do currently have dealings with Radio 4. And I can tell you what, as somebody who talks on it, gets paid money to talk on it to famous people about whatever fucking booklet they've got coming out because they think they're really fucking interesting. When really, that's the opposite me. And I'm like, you're a fucking boring cunt. It's so boring. That actually, it's not very clever over there at all. It's just the pretense of clever, which, I mean, worst things have happened. Hiya, Scotty, love, how are you? Hiya, Tim, hiya, Maya, hiya, new cat. I hope you've all got, um, what's it called? I hope you've got a nice new pencil case and a nice new jotter. And, of course, dear producer Debbie, scatting away on Jazz FM. Um, hiya, it's lovely to hear you all. I'm just sitting here with my damp, my damp Raya. I've just been in the shower, washing my hair. It's often been like I'm just spun gold. Anyway, first point of business, you wanted to know where applause came from. The origins of the word is Latin, from what I've read online. And it is just fancy for just saying clap. What else was I going to say? Um, the world's going to, well, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. But carbonated water, there's a shortage of CO2, I know. And do you know what that means? There's going to be a shortage of decaf coffee and tea, which I drink by the gallon, because you need heated CO2. Did you know that? I, I know. I found out recently. P.S. I just listened back to that. I'm so out of practice. <laughs> I'm so out of practice for leaving messages. I had to look on my telephone. I haven't sent you lot a message since the 15th of August. I've not been talking, leaving voice messages. Love and light, God bless everybody. And a big kiss from that Jareth. Bye. Oh, guess who's back in the house? She's back. She is back and she's at the end of the pub. And look at that Raya. Doesn't she look delicious? Now, if you don't know what Raya is, it's just hair backwards. It's from the secret gay language of Polari. If you don't know what that is, fucking look it up and Google it because it's not a fucking gay history podcast, is it? You can't. So it's lovely to have your JRFs in the house with your damp Raya's, plurals. Um, fizzy water. Well, you know me with a fizzy water. Oh, I absolutely adore fizzy water. I know it has been quite difficult. It's a very weird time here in Englandshire. People who are listening to this in other lands, um, I know JRF there is up in the Scotlands. So um, I don't know if this is happening to you in Scotland, Shire Vales, but in England, because of the shit show of Brexit and having European workers and chain supplies and all of this shit, there's barely any petrol in the country. It's become very normalised to go into supermarkets and just have, like, aisles empty, which, for those of us who grew up in precariousness, it, it reads very differently. It can be very frightening time. So, so I hope, if you two also come from that background or that experience, that, and you're experiencing those things, that it's not... um tipping you over the edge too much because it is it feels mental i mean to normal people who grew up in normal situations and yes you know when people are like that's normal i'll fucking show you what normal is and they're finding it strange so imagine what we're fucking finding it like and also like well some of us are looking at this and i include myself we're looking at this with the privilege of having survived and of now having enough um there are people who are looking at that situation unfold who don't have enough. And that's fucking scary. Anyway, JRF, lovely to have you back in the room, girl.
Yeah, it's just gorgeous to have you. Hi, Scotty. It's Marilyn Misandri here, and I have a message for you about something that's happened to me recently as a performer. Um, I think it's something that, like, all performers fear they may have to face one day, one way or another, especially fat performers. And I think some of us live in dread of it, and I think some of us just face it with a kind of calm inevitability. Uh, what I'm referring to is that I at the weekend I was performing in Liverpool I was doing a very energetic number it was all about my relationship to PE at one point I threw myself on the floor and the longest sort of it is I fully shit myself fully fully shat myself and then had to sit on a chair and talk for 10 minutes afterwards about how awful PE was while I was sat in my own shit and then kind of came off stage to rapturous applause and immediately had to go and get the stage manager to run upstairs and fetch me a change of clothes while I hid in disabled toilets and had a slightly embarrassed cry and wiped myself clean. So, yeah, that's my little story. Hope you're well. Lots of love. <laughs> it's reasons like this that I do this podcast. What an excellent story. Throwing yourself around on stage, attention-seeking, only to shit yourself. It's like some form of bad karma, isn't it? It's like the world's gone, no, 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 fat person, you shouldn't be being stared at. And adored. <laughs> God bless you for sharing that room with the story. Listen, there's no shame in shitting yourself. It's just food that you ate at a different time. Do you know what I mean? It's just coming out in a different way. But people, I mean, I was about to say we've all shut ourselves. I don't think I have... I'm an exemplary human being. There is no shame in... <laughs> Sorry, just trying to imagine you sat there in your own shit doing a Q&A. Oh, people have done worse for money, Hannah. Wouldn't worry about it. God bless you. No introduction, because I have a bone to pick. You don't like donuts. You don't like gravy on chips. I don't know if I can trust you anymore, Sky. <laughs> Um, I need a sign to keep listening because I just, I'm flabbergasted. Anyway, thanks, bye. <laughs> now, listen, no intro. That's, that's your name now. At no point did I ever say I should be trusted. At no point did I ever enter this room saying, hello, everybody trusted me. Okay, so full disclosure, disclaimer, all of them. More fool you for thinking you could fucking trust me. I'm a fucking Fruit Loop. I've told you this. I have told you week after week now for over a year that I am fucking mental, that I should not be trusted. And for some strange reason, each week I'm still handed a microphone and told, tell the general public what you think. I too wouldn't trust me. Donuts or gravy? By the by, I just wouldn't trust me. Okay? Never listen to a word I fucking say, but listen to the podcast. Okay? Lovely. So, there's that. Also, donuts. I did say I would eat a donut in a certain situazione. That situazione, that's Italian for situation. Situazione would be in a fun fair when they're very hot, not filled with synthetic jam. We have to call it jam because it's not actual jam. Okay? Gravy, I was out with a partner on Sunday and I had a bit of gravy, okay? Yes, I had it on the end of a fork and I was sceptical of it, but it was thick enough to be eaten. So there's that, okay? 
I didn't say I didn't like gravy. I just don't like my food to be fucking swimming. Okay, so you get your listening ears on, please, honey. And don't be fucking coming in this room. (laughs) Oh, I've had enough of myself. I tell you what, you're right. Don't listen. Don't trust. Go to another fucking podcast. (laughs) Oh, and that is it for yet another fucking joyous week. Oh, I've got the giant smile on my face. Even this cup of tea that I've been drinking. How dare you fucking text me. That's Debbie saying, did you get the calls okay from Maya? Of course I did, Deb. What are you fucking texting me from behind the sofa for? Debbie. Debbie, stop it. What a weirdo. I've got the biggest smile on my face. Honestly, that was a lovely one, wasn't it? Got some of the old regulars back, got some of the new regulars back, and got some even newer new people. And I've been vaguely insulted for not liking donut nut nuts. So we've covered all bases. Listen, any tangents there that you want to pick up, any things you want to respond to, any things that you want to get off your chest, it's very easy. Honestly, we're lovely people over here. I mean, I'm 80% lovely. Okay. All you've got to do, open up the WhatsApp, send us a voice note to this number. 0788 200 3420 And support us on the Patreon get backstage access to more knobheads like you. And if you've had a giggle, if you've had a laugh, if you thought, you know what, this is lovely, why not put your hand in your fucking pocket, you tight bitch, all right? (laughs) Get yourself over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Each week, the lovely cat publishes my show notes, um, so you get to see the things that I write down in my notebook about you. It's very good. It's very good, even if I say so myself. And you um, get some exclusive gossips. Also, you know all that talk of badges? Well, if you are a Patreon, you might get access to a badge not badge. Just saying. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. If you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. Listen, that is us for another week. The next time you'll hear me, I'll still be sat in this hotel room in Bristol. Probably a little bit more crazy than I currently am. So, um, without further ado, thank you very much to my friends Tim, Naya, Debbie and Kat. And um, I'll see you on the other side. What other side? Who knows? But you can work that one out for yourself by the next time we meet. Ciao! Oh, don't say ciao because you sound like a Tory. But bye. After the Tone is hosted by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, vice producer Tim Bano, assistant producer Maya Miller-Lewis, digital producer Capril. ATT is a Debbie's production production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.